What is going on, people and mind listeners? This podcast is brought to you by Black Is. Listen, this company was created on the narrative of destroying the narrative of all minorities, not just black is, not just black people, but destroying the narrative of what the media likes to portray us as crooks, criminals, things like that. Blackis.co is destroying the narrative. You create your own narrative. So if you want your Black Is paraphernalia, go ahead and hop on blackis.co.co to order your hats, hoodies, t-shirts, tank tops, everything you need to be looking fly to the sky, sweet like a piece of pie. (laughs) <laughs> Go on blackis.co to order your stuff. Order your clothing now. Go on blackis.co now to get your stuff, to get your clothing, destroy the narrative, represent, support black business. Go on blackis.co, type in the promo code PNM Podcast to get your discount go on blackis.co right now go do it everyone to the people in mind podcast it's your host jordan e dixon and man oh man has it been a little minute (laughs) it's been a little minute since um i did one of these by myself um you guys will notice that uh we have a a very important voice missing um Millie G and Chelsea are no longer with the People in Mind podcast. Um, you know, without going into too much detail, it's, uh, you know, we just had our differences in terms of where we wanted to take our direction. And, um, you know, we decided to do our own thing. And I think it's for the best. I think it's going to be for the best for everyone that we, um, you know, decide to take our futures into our own hands and it's a good thing um i wish them all the best i have no ill will for chelsea and millie um it's just that now we just uh we the people in my podcast want to get back to the roots back to where it all began and i will say that i do appreciate everything millie and chelsea have done for me and for this podcast it was amazing ride wow we definitely grew we tried a lot of things and um we we ventured out and got out of our comfort zones and it was a it was amazing it was amazing i definitely enjoyed working with them um it's just now um it's time to uh get back to podcasting and i think that's what um 
is more important at right now is podcasting, putting out content that everybody will enjoy um, and getting back to the basics, you know, um, not making things too complicated, getting back to the basics um, and uh, just having fun, having fun talking about whatever unfiltered, unedited, um, all that good stuff. So yeah, we're starting over. <laughs> we're starting. How many times am I going to do this? <laughs> How many times am I going to do this? How many times am I going to start over? However, this is my baby. Um, and, you know, this is a growing process. You guys are growing with me. So where we last left off, I moved into this beautiful new house. Beautiful new house. My roommates and I got this awesome place. Um, here in Orlando, Florida, and it was amazing. Let me tell y'all, listen, I'm going to tell y'all right now, when it comes to finding houses, students finding houses, we almost got scammed. Let me tell y'all this story. So we have to move out of our apartment that we were in. In basically at the time, we had like 20 days to move out of our apartment, right? We've been searching for months, and we finally find this great place close to the school, close to UCF, and was like, yo, this is it man we got in contact with the alleged owner <laughs> um more on that when we, in the, in the, when we continue the story um with the alleged owner of the house we got in contact with him right he told us his name and uh he wasn't in he told us a story about him not being in orlando because his son was had cancer and all this stuff whatever the case may be but he had all the information for the house. So we thought he was the owner of the house, right? So he gave us the um, lock code for to get into the house. He gave us the address, the lock code, and things like that. Um, online, the house was a little out of our price range, but when we contacted him, he said, no, that's... I, he gave us some bogus story about that was just adding in agent fees. We would deal directly with him. It'll be this price. And I'm like, okay, that's actually within our price range, right? So... Uh, we go to the place. It was like it was like three hundred dollars less than what the price was online. It's weird. So we go to the place. We thought it was a blessing. We go to the place. Um, you know, we look inside. It's like, wow, this place is amazing. This place is awesome, right? Awesome backyard, spacious. Has uh, is, is it was just heaven. We was like, oh, this is it. This is it. We were, we were struggling. We were stressed out. We really wanted to get out of the place where we're at. We were very unhappy. So we decided that, yes, we're going to go with that, with this place, right? So we told the gentleman that, hey, we're going to go. We're going to sign. Send us the contract. What is the application process? All that good stuff, right? So we go in. Like, we get, we get the application was all right was filling it out filling it out give us the social security number all that he's like okay we got to go ahead and get you approved you know like everything else you have to get approved whatever so it's all right bet hopefully we get approved right so we give him our we give him our contact information all of our information the next day he says okay you're approved no like two days later he says we're approved right so it's all right cool we're approved now he sends us the contract the contract for the deposit. Okay, so the place was like, for what we were going to get it for, it was like 17 something. But the contract that he sent us was for 
fifteen something. So there's three different prices that we're seeing here. Um, and then the deposit was actually going to be less than that. Your deposit is usually like either a month or a month or or first and last and things like that, depending on where you're going with the home, all that good stuff, right? So he says us, he tells us, listen, this is like twelve fifty something or whatever. So it was like, oh, this is a blessing. However, one of my roommates was like, hold on, you know, let's let's take a step back because she heard about something like this before and it turned out to be a scam from one of her friend's sisters. She was looking for a house for one of her friend's sisters. It turns out she was getting scammed and she got scammed. She gave the person X amount of money and they just ran off with it. So it was like, I'm, I'm thinking, it's like, yo, no, this can't be, I'm very naive. So I'm here thinking like, yo, no, this can't be it. He's, I'm fighting every excuse. So we dig deeper, we dig deeper, we wait we keep searching. We wait. He's keep contacting us, but um, we actually did a background check on the home and on the person. We couldn't find him really. I think we kind of found him on Facebook, but I don't even at this point. I don't even know if it's really him. Um, and then we find do a background check on the home and on the businesses that he said he owned. Since we started asking questions, he didn't own the businesses that he said he owned, and the background check on the home came out as a different person. So this person was trying to scam us. And we were moments away from sending him, sending him a check for over $1,200. We would have moved into this place and it would not have been ours. Imagine that. Us moving in to a new house, getting all our shit together, getting everything out, you know, setting up. And then the real owner walks in. She's like, and then she's like, who are you? And we're like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like it's, it's weird. Like that, that was a real, that was a reality for us. And luckily, luckily we did not fall for it. And, you know, we kept running into strings of bad luck, bad luck. And then we got lucky with this new place and God was smiling upon us. Everything went well price was in our range and we are happy man oh man we are happy we're actually having a housewarming this friday um for those of you who did get the invitation can't wait i'm debuting this new drink that i made it's gonna be lit i tell you that right now it's gonna be dope um we is gonna have a good time like you know my roommates and i we're all over 21 like over 23 actually um you know so we all are pretty adult-ish if you will like i'm listen i'm almost 30 so i'm 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 a grown man right so we're we're all adults so we don't really uh we don't really do too much we won't we don't want to do too much here in terms of like partying and things like that but like socials um, you know, day parties, that, that's where we're into now. When you get older, you start going out earlier and earlier. <laughs> I'm in my 40s, I'm going to be getting drunk at like 11 a.m., right, <laughs> at brunch. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, that's probably what it's going to be, um, something like that, something nice, and it's going to be 
great and i'm so happy happy for that so since then since last time we moved into this new place we're actually building a brand new studio in the garage the garage is dope like the garage has two different rooms and i am of course i'm, I'm gonna have to you can't see it so i'm gonna have to describe it to you the garage has two different rooms right there's the actual garage which can't even fit a, a real car in there right there's the whole garage space but it's divided and there's like a window but there's like a door separating the uh part of the garage that's towards the garage door leading to the outside and then there's like another room separating the part of the door going to the house and it's going to be it's like amazing we're turning part of it into like a whole studio here and it's going to be great so i'm going to have a whole new setup when i get a camera and everything it's going to be a great setup in the background and we're going to make this as legit as possible it's going to be dope so I can't wait for you guys to see that. Once we get everything set up, it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to have great visuals. And we're going to make this like a real thing. You know what I mean? Of course, it's a real thing now. But we're going to make this into our R's. We're going to make it nice and cozy. And the acoustics will be a lot better. And, you know, the quality will be a lot better. But for now, what we're going to do, we're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to go back to the basics. And we're going to you know, put out the content the way we're going to put out, the way we've been putting out the content prior to season two, you know, season two was great, it was an adventure, did a lot of things great, um, learned a lot of lessons, and we're going to bring it back to, um, bring it back to the basics, so, one thing I do want to mention is that, um, you know, there have been, <laughs> there has been a lot going on that we have missed, there has been a lot going on that we have missed, and I really want to touch on a lot of these things, like these mass shootings that's been going on lately and has been racking my brain. Like I, it it depresses me. America, what are we doing, right? It depresses me um, to know that um, we have so many mass shootings going on in this country, and it's supposed to be the safest and the greatest country in the world, yet we have the most mass shootings come like out of all the countries combined right so we have like almost 300 this year alone and it's crazy to me it is crazy listen i don't understand what okay all right let me calm myself down i don't understand how difficult it should be to have proper gun control right like you can like you can go to an auction and buy a gun like I, like anybody can go to an auction and buy a gun from anybody like how much of a background check are we doing I, i'm pretty sure that if you go the normal route you have to do a background check you have to find out if you're a, a prudent and stable person to purchase the gun which is great i'm pretty sure that happens however what are we doing to follow up on that right what are we doing to actually make sure that people who seem sane stay sane how much training are we giving people with firearms i feel as if people were more trained with firearms they understand the danger of firearms so they don't want to go out and keep shooting people all the time because they don't know if another person have a firearm that they can get shot i feel as if people don't have the fear of firearms in them and i i think there should be way more thought and process into purchasing and owning a firearm than we have now in this country i do believe in the second amendment i believe you should have the right to bear arms god forbid the government wants to turn on us we need to be able to defend ourselves look at the black panthers the black panthers are you know are a perfect example right 
you know, back in those days, uh, African-Americans were getting lynched and things like that. We needed a way to stand up against the literal government that <laughs> that uh, um, had, you know, Jim Crow and all that and all that stuff and segregation. So we needed a way to fight back. And that was a way to fight back. We took up arms. Right. So there should be more. I believe there, there, everyone should have a right to bear arms. I'm not trying to take anybody's guns away. Um, however, I think there should be more of a process. So I do have a solution. I do have a solution. I don't like to talk about problems without offering some sort of solution to it, right? So here is Jordan Lee Dixon's solution, gun control. Here's my solution to gun control. If you want to purchase a gun, of course, you need to do an extensive background check and you can't have a prior, prior criminal record that involves any type of violence. Just like I said it. Not saying, not saying if you like got locked up for possession, you can't own a gun. Um, I'm saying that you can't have any kind of criminal record that includes violence. I'm sorry. If we're going to do that, we're going to do that. Um, I understand things happen, but if you have a criminal record that has aggravated assault and things like that, it's, there should be, there's gonna, I think that there should be more of a psychiatric evaluation, an extensive psychiatric evaluation that should go into your process than an, a person who has a cleaner record or doesn't have something like that. I'm not saying you can't own a gun or things like that, but there needs to be a psychiatric evaluation, an extensive psychiatric evaluation and progression from that, right? So, um, but when we're looking at best case scenario, right? Clean record, you purchase a gun. First of all, I feel as if you should, if you're gonna purchase a gun, you should start at the base level. Like a nice little pea shooter, nine millimeter, whatever the case may be. The, 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 the lowest tier of firearm that you can get, the lowest tier right? Still be able to defend yourself, but the lowest tier firearm that you should get, right? So you, you qualify for this firearm. Now, in order for you to take that gun home, you need a certain, out, certain amount of hours of training with that gun, right? So if you want to own a gun, it's not a one-day process I'm looking at. I feel as if, okay, you, if you're a first-time gun owner, I'm gonna need you to put in 40 hours of training at a gun range or a certain amount of rounds shot at a gun range with that firearm. Put in the time, learn how to use it, all right? If you complete your 40 hours, basically of like community service with the gun, if you complete that, then boom, now you've, you've earned the right to carry that home with you. With that, you have earned your, you have learned how to use the gun, went through basic training with the gun, so you know the dangers of it. You know how dangerous it can be. And of course, you're being evaluated that entire time. You have to pass. It's not just, oh, you just go there for 40 hours. You need to be proficient with it. I feel as if the people who are most proficient with guns, like people in the NRA, things like that, and I'm not saying all NRA people are horrible, but, you know, they can be a little problematic. But the people that I've encountered who are gun owners, who are proficient in using their firearm, 
they're knowledgeable about the firearm, they're some of the most least violent people I've ever met. It's usually, like, it's weird. It's weird how that happens because they don't agree with the mass shootings either. So you can't say, oh, all people in the NRA, the NRA is a part. You can't just point the finger at one place. It's never just one thing. I don't believe in that rhetoric. I will not subscribe to that rhetoric at all. Right? So, you purchase the gun. Now, once you purchase the gun, there's a certain amount of... Once you have a, a firearm, you need to own that firearm for a certain amount of time. And just like jury duty, when you're required to go to jury duty, you are now required probably once or twice a year to get psychiatric checkups. You need to get a psychiatric evaluation once a year. And once you own that firearm for a certain amount of time, I don't know how much, maybe 30, maybe 30 days, 90 days, I don't, I don't know what, what the case may be, um, but I'm just spitballing here. You own a firearm for 90 days. That first, the first firearm you own it for three to five months, right? Then you can go and reapply for something more intense, something with more kick to it, you know? And then you can upgrade yourself. And that process continues over and over and over again where, in fact, that if you were you putting in enough steps, putting in enough care that it, I'm not saying this is going to cure it, but this can help. This can help create jobs for one because psychologists, psychiatrists, um, they need jobs. Right? Create jobs. Right? Where's the taxpayer money going? Create jobs. I'll, tip, I'll pay more taxes to save lives. Create jobs. Right? Um, it would allow those people to take enough care where, in fact, if somebody does struggle from some sort of, like, um, PTSD or things like that, there is enough evaluations going into the person where it could, you can catch that with someone and possibly take away their firearm or disqualify them from ever owning a firearm if that person deems himself unable or, or uh, you know, unstable. Mentally unstable. If we're going to say, if we're not going to call this terrorism, right? Because that's what it is. Honestly, it's terrorism. I can't say that it's not terrorism. If we're, gonna, if we're not going to call this terrorism, Donald Trump, um, you're saying that we have a great mental health issue in this country, which we do, which is a, it's a fact, we do. If we're, if we're not going to call this terrorism, then if you're going to call this mental health disorder, let's put things in place where we can now start to uh, diminish that. Why not? I'm pretty sure that smarter people than me have thought about something like this. If not, then I must be a freaking genius. I'm pretty sure smarter people than me have thought about this. Why it hasn't been done? I have no idea. I probably have an idea, but hey, hey, you know, I don't have enough money to make that change. And yeah, you know, you do need money to make a change. A voice is just a voice. But if a voice moves some money around by saying a word here and there, then you can make some change. Influence, right? 
So I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person to think about something like this, right? Why it hasn't been done, I don't know. However, I don't think that the government really cares enough about the lives of its citizens to implement something that works or to even agree to something that works because it's not just a quick fix thing i don't agree with bernie sanders saying take your assault rifles away i don't agree with that i don't however i feel as if if you're gonna have an assault rifle you're gonna need to earn that you're gonna need to level up in the system to get that hundreds of hours of practice hundreds of hours put in to utilizing and learning about these weapons hundreds of hours of psychiatric care why is that i don't think that's disagreeable and if you disagree with me well hey man i want to hear your side because i'm trying to save lives i'm trying to make sure that um Unstable people do not own killing machines. If you want to shoot something in your backyard, that's great. Good for you. If you want to shoot it with an AK-47, that's great. Good for you. You're just going to need to earn that AK-47 in my world. It's unfortunate. And yeah, some people may get frustrated. But if we're trying to save lives here, if we care about saving lives, then well, let's Let's save some lives. Let's buckle down, sacrifice, and let's save some lives. Think of the like. Oh man, it kills me when I hear about children. I have a okay. I have a I have a I have a twelve year old baby brother. It kills me, man. Like I have a twelve year old baby brother, and I know that. And just to think that he can go to school one day. And it, and it seems to be more likely that some maniac can show up at his school, start shooting, and there's a possibility my baby brother will not make it home. And for what? And for what? Because these people are angry? That's what I heard. Like the last person, like the person who shot up that carnival, um, or the ginger, uh, I don't know, no, the garlic carnival or something like, or the garlic festival. The yeah, garlic festival. What I've heard, um, on another podcast, what I've heard is that when somebody asked them, "Why are you doing?" the person responded, "Because I'm angry." Because you're angry, son. Because you're angry, you want to kill people. Some of these people don't have remorse. They, have, they are not remorseful for, they have zero regret for what they have done. Zero regret for what they have done. They have killed children. How, like, and these are the people that are owning these firearms. I'm a peaceful person normally. Right, I can fight. Right, I'm a trained fighter. Like I, I can fight. I've done some training. I wrestled high school things like that. I don't think I've never felt the need to own a firearm or to 
take someone's life. If I have a problem, they want to get physical, we can get physical. And whether I get my butt whoop or I whoop ass, I don't, I mean, hey, it, it, that's how it is. That's where I come from. I live to fight another day. You know what I mean? That's, that's the mindset I come from. If we have a problem, we're going to fake, if we can't speak through it, if we can't speak through it and if we have to tussle, we'll tussle. But nowadays I feel as if I'm going to need to get a gun. I'm going to need to. Because you can't win a fight in 2019. You can't. Because you want to fight, you, somebody tries you, you whoop their ass, they're going to come back and shoot you. You can't win a fight in 2019 if you don't have a gun. Some people don't even go to the fighting stages and shoot you. And in Florida, you can claim the stand your ground law and who's going to stop you? It's crazy, man. There needs to be more. There needs to be more regulation, right? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say gun control. I'll call it gun regulation. Regulate it. If people are gonna own it, right? I don't want to take your guns away. But if you're gonna own it, let's regulate it. Let's really get serious about it. Because if not, then what are we doing? We're just talking. People are becoming another headline, another T-shirt. Another vigil. They used to do vigils for the, for the people, for the mass shootings. But they stopped because there's so much. There's so many mass shootings now. They stopped doing vigils. Because how can you keep up? How can you keep up? It's crazy, man. Bums me out. Really bums me out, man. Ah, oh, bruh. But, anywho. Enough on that, man. Let's get to some happy stuff. <laughs> Let's get to some happy stuff, man. Um, it's crazy. This, this is a crazy, crazy, crazy world. But in other news, in other news, um, I did a community service event today. It was good. It was awesome. Um, a few of my... Um, uh, my the grad chapter for my fraternity, um, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, um, they were having a backpack giveaway. And yesterday we went to um, we went to pack the backpacks there, and um, it was really cool. We packed about 500 backpacks. Um, a few of my um, frat brothers and I went there, met up with a few of our our pro fights, and. Um, so we went there, packed the backpacks. It was dope. We're giving it out for the kids today. They had like a big fair where they had, um, you know, a bunch of different vendors and things like that. I actually performed a piece. I wrote a piece and performed it um, at this event. It was it was really cool. You know, you're giving things out to the kids, and the backpacks came with supplies for school. I wish I knew or my mother knew about stuff like this when I was a kid because it would have saved us so much money would have saved us so much money um or not so much but it would have saved us money you know for our back to school you know what i mean she wouldn't have had to you know purchase so much for me i would have been supplied it the city supplies that so i don't care how rich i would i'll get you know um i don't care how rich i get later on in life my kids you know if there's a city hall i'll i know they're gonna do a backpack giveaway we're going to, um, I'm going to make sure my kids, you know, get stuff like that. Because there are people out there that are willing to sponsor this. 
and it's dope, man. It was really dope seeing the kids get their backpacks. It was really, it was so happy. It makes it so worth it to me. It was, it was every degree outside. It was a thousand degree outside. I was wearing a black shirt. Um, <laughs> it was, it was tough, man. But you know what? Seeing the kids with their backpacks, it was, it was awesome, man. I love working with kids. I love seeing kids happy. I love playing around with them. It's, it's dope, you know what I mean? So, um, that was do- That was cool, man. That was cool. We're actually doing a few other things as well. We got a pond clean up tomorrow we're cleaning up the pond um i believe at ucf so we're gonna be doing stuff like that those are good stuff man like my fraternity i love my fraternity i love my fraternity five beta Sigma fraternity incorporated i love my fraternity bury me in my blue and white i love my fraternity because we do things in the community we do a lot of stuff in the community, man. That's what we're known for. Um, you know, we're actually giving back that service, brotherhood scholarship and service. The service is a big thing because we are known for actually putting in work, not just for the photo op. We don't care about the photo op. We're, we do things. We, we go out there and we do the legwork. And it's dope man it is so dope. I'm going to start um, I'm going to make sure I think we got a few other things right now. I'm going to pull them up just so everybody can know what we're going to be doing coming soon all right so actually in august so what we're going to be doing so upon cleanup we're going to be doing um for you ucf students out there who want who listen to the podcast here's what here's what we're going to be doing and um hopefully you guys come on we got um upon cleanup um on um august 11th we have a pond cleanup August 11th at noon, from noon to one at the pond behind the Alumni Center. So if you guys can make it out to there, that'll be great. Um, We have a fall back-to-school move-in, right? Um, So it's going to be August 23rd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. What we're going to be doing, we're going to be helping all the kids, all the freshmen come in, or even just people who just need help move in. We're going to be helping them move in their stuff into their dorms. So it's going to be some labor going out, but for those of you who want to come out on the 23rd to help us out from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., that'll be great. That'll be awesome. Um, We have another pond cleanup um, August 25th from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and um, we have another day of service on September 28th. So we got a few things coming up right now um, in terms of our service. And we got a couple parties. We got a party tonight, actually. Y'all come through. I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. But y'all go ahead and go through. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Like, we, we we turn up and we go ahead and get into the community. So I love my fraternity, man. It's, it's great. Um, you know, so, you know, blue fire it up. So... In other news, in other news, we can get into some fight news. We can get into some fight news. I miss talking about mixed martial arts on this show. I will be doing it all the time. I'll be talking about fighting, sports, all that good stuff on the show because I love it, because I love it, because I love it. So in fight news, we got a big fight coming up. We got Daniel Cormier. Stipe Miocic, number two, is going to be amazing. Yo, this fight, okay, so, all right, so check me out, right? Check me out, right? In the first fight, DC knocked Stipe out cold, like done. He was out, son. Second fight, I think he's going to do the same thing. Daniel Daniel Cormier is just too good, too fast, too strong, at heavyweight. The only person to beat beat him is the greatest of all time, John Jones. Um, Shout out to the Pico Grams. Um... 
the greatest person, the only person to lose to is the greatest of all time. That's, I mean, that's nothing to hang your head about, you know what I mean? So everybody else is dominated, man. So, man, I, I, I don't see how Stipe can win. If Stipe catches him, he's a heavyweight, of course. If any Stipe, if anybody's going to catch him, it will, probably will be Stipe or Francis Ngannou, Jesus Christ, that monster. But if anybody's going to catch him, it's Stipe, man. Stipe's... I think Stipe can give him more trouble. I just don't think Stipe has the wrestling defense to stop Daniel Cormier from taking him down if he's giving him any trouble on the feet. DC's just too good, man. He only has like two fights left. I really want him to go out with a bang, you know, go out on top as a champion. I look up to DC. I always root against him because I love John Jones. For some strange reason, man, the guy keeps breaking my heart, but whatever. He needs to stop lifting up strippers. I'm just kidding. I don't think, even think that's a real thing. Um... But, yeah, uh, DC, man, I, I, I think he's going to win by unanimous decision. No. No. I think he's going to knock him out in the third round. Definitely think he's going to knock him out in the third round. I just think he's going to put too much pressure. I think, I think, uh, I think Stipe is going to give up more of a fight. He's going to put up more of a fight. Um you know the boxing the foot movement is going to be a lot to dc for dc to handle he's going to be powerful early but i just think dc's just gonna he's he's gonna give dc some problems on the feet early and then dc's just gonna get into the clinch he's gonna get into the clinch he's gonna wear on him try to take him down it's probably not gonna happen at first but he's gonna get him up to that cage dirty box get him in the clinch uppercuts uppercuts body uppercuts take down Probably can't get the takedown, but he's gonna go back. Dirty box. He's gonna get him onto the fence for three to five minutes. For three minutes, you know, first two minutes, uh, Stipe is gonna do great. But after the after that five minute, ten minute mark, or after that, after that three two to three minute mark, you know, it's just gonna be all DC after that for every round until the third round. He just gets tired. and DC's just gonna knock him out, man. And I just think that's what's gonna happen. Um, if I was a betting man, I would put my money on the third round for Daniel Cormier to win by knockout and still the ufc heavyweight champion of the world undisputed so um that's my prediction on that but there's also a dope ass fight on that main card it is nate motherfucking diaz nate diaz versus anthony showtime pettis that is a Point boy, I don't know who's gonna win that one. To be honest with you, I honestly think Anthony. My, I think uh, Pettis is might might win that. Might decision that out. Um, uh, Nate, man, Nate's boxing is oh gosh, his boxing is so good. But I think Anthony's gonna chop those legs because we know we both know we all know the Diaz brothers does not check leg kicks for anything. I don't know why they don't. They're gonna chop those legs, hit the body, probably throw some. You know, wild kicks to the head, but I don't think they're gonna land. To be honest with you, um, jujitsu. Um, I do think I'll give Nate Diaz a. I'll give Nate Diaz a. Um, you know, an edge in the jujitsu, but I think Showtime's jujitsu is good enough for him not to get caught in anything stupid. You know what I mean? So I think Showtime. Is, the only thing is. Does he have the cardio to keep on the pace that Nate Diaz can put on? I think he does at welterweight. I think he does. I think he's going to chop those legs, chop those legs real bad, those calf kicks, 
uh, this is going to be tough. You know what I mean? I think he's going to chop those legs real bad. I think Nate might take the first round, but after that, his legs are going to be so chewed up. Then he won't be able to, you know, box effectively, and then it's just going to be showtime for the entire fight. And, of course, I don't think he's going to finish Nate, but I do think he is going to win that fight by unanimous decision. I'll say 40... 4948 4948 for um yeah it's definitely going to I think Nate might take just one round yeah my money's on um showtime but those are the fights that I'm looking forward to man those are what's going on um right now so uh this is a quick one this is a quick one my first podcast back first podcast back baby First podcast back um, after this layoff, and it feels good. It feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Hey. All right. First podcast back, um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to go back to the basics. We're doing this thing. Thank you all for coming out. Um, Like I always say, like I used to say, but now I'm going to say it again because now it's back. If you like what I said and you'd like to come on the show, please hit me up. We can rap about it. If you don't like what I said and you want to talk about it, hit me up. Come on the show and we can rap about it. All things considered, with the people in mind, y'all take care.